1: Presented by AT and T. Connecting changes everything. Uh,
2: Check it out now. Uh, No doubt now. Uh. Thursday morning, December thirtieth, twenty twenty-one. It is the Beating the Book podcast, Megabot, live from the D. Week seventeen of the National Football League season. Gil Alexander, of course, flanked by the staples of the show. Derek Stevens And By the way, thank you for bringing Derek on last week. Uh, he's the vice president for operations at Circus Sports. He's also the co-host of Odds On at Vsin. Michael Palm. How you doing, Mike? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I hope everyone
3: had a great holiday season. Looking forward to I've had better ones, t- 2022. The yeah. listeners, I mean. Oh, know, yeah. Sorry. We, uh, of course, express our condolences thank to you. you. Thank you. Thank you. And I know the fans mean a lot to you, and you're, you're here right now, fulfilling this obligation at a most terrible
2: time. Thank you. I for those who who don't know, for those who listen to this podcast, who have uh, heard my imitations of my father through the years, both not only in beating the book podcast, but also on the betting dork podcast before that. Uh, my father passed away this past weekend um, because my mom had COVID. We have delayed the burial till next week, so you you and Todd will. Uh, kindly step in and do the podcast next week i really appreciate it uh doing me that honor but yes so that's what uh, mikey is referring to for those who uh, may have missed that thank you sir uh todd wishnev from his mom's cork attic in pittsburgh pennsylvania toddy thank you for being here you're uh you keep turning to the left which means you have bets on the uh south carolina north carolina bowl game your bets are what
4: I have over 61 and a half and I have South Carolina on the money line um, because I did in game both of them
2: All right 18 to 10 currently as we record this and our guest today our rotating guest first time ever on the Megapod. he is uh, not only a decent staple but he's the host of the New York City Cast podcast wherever podcasts are available the New York City Cast it is and don't get confused with the actual sports book His name is Will Hill how you doing Will
5: What's going on, Gil? Thank you for having me. Uh, I know a lot of listeners said I'm going to be like Ian Book today in my first appearance. I'm, I don't know if that was a compliment or an insult, but <laughs> I'm going to take it as a
2: compliment. Uh, that didn't sound very good. By the way, it's the first time I've ever seen you without a coat and tie. So congratulations on that as well. What is the logo? I can't, yeah. tell, what, I can't tell what the logo is on your thing. The Lombardi, the Lombardi line. line. Oh, okay. There you go. I couldn't see it this far. Yeah. Lombardi Line. There you go. Will uh, came to through the Lombardi Line program.
3: Yes. He's one of the... Um, Yes. He's one of the spinoff hosts, they say, on v You know, he had a role on the Lombardi line, and now he has his own his own podcast. So he, he
2: is like the uh, the uh, flow of Alice, for instance. He Or Maud. I compare Maud. more to Maud. Rhoda. Yeah, Rhoda. Yeah, right. exactly. That kind of thing. Uh, what else are we looking at? 227 was that part? It was spinoff of the Jefferson's? Yeah, JK was JK. terrific, terrific yeah. in there. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> uh, Will, happy to have you here. Thank you for doing this. So before we get into our picks... First of all, Circus Survivor Michael. Oh my God, we're down to five.
3: And then there were five. There was a moment in time where, if maybe Nick Chubb hadn't gotten ejected from the game with a minute to go, that it could have been a scoop for for him. I mean, ejected. that's what I I assume Nick Chubb got ejected, and that's why after he was gashing <laughs> the Packers for ten and twelve yards on every carry, and they had three timeouts with a minute to go at midfield, that you didn't see him again. But uh, DNP coach's decision. <laughs> coach's decision. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, Stefanski decided to dance with the one that didn't bring him, and uh, they put the ball in in, in Baker's hands. But, yeah, the interesting thing I wanted to preface this with, Gil, was you said it only mattered if you had multiple entries going into this Thursday-Saturday Christmas window, and nobody did. Nobody did. Nobody did. There were 16. Obviously, those eight that still had the Packers were in an advantageous position, and they got through, luckily, after uh, Green Bay only scored three points in the second half. Interesting, that Thursday night game. You know, if you didn't have Green Bay, you, it came down to, did you want to take San Francisco on the road, the Titans at home, or Arizona at home? And I mean, the move was all on Arizona with the Colts' offensive line trouble. So, you know, three go out with the 49ers in the game that looked like they had total control of. That one-person return of Survivors is entry name. He advanced and had a shot. Had the Packers lost on Saturday, to scoop the whole $6 million. By the way, he has the Buccaneers left, so he would have continued to play on for two more weeks to try to earn the extra million if he had even won the six at that point. But then three go out on the uh, Cliff Kingsbury Christmas Classic uh, in the desert on Saturday night, leaving us then with nine heading in to Sunday, and four were eliminated with uh, the Chargers lost to the Texans. And then there were five.
2: Five had the Chargers available. Four of the five took them. Mm -hmm. One person who had the Chargers decided, "Eh, I'm going to take the Eagles. This doesn't feel right. Hey, that that guy is the happiest man alive. And of the remaining five, so three took the Eagles, two took the Falcons. And the two that took the Falcons, one of them was your aforementioned Return of Survivor, yep. who had the Buccaneers available mm-hmm. and decided without their three players, despite being a double-digit yep. favorite, he was going to take the Falcons against yep. Detroit. The other person had the Bengals available who took the Falcons. He decided to take the Falcons. And, of course, Tim Boyle's gift at the end at the yep. 10-yard line was what sealed that deal. And so I guess the question here with these last five is with two weeks left, what, as you said, one has the Tampa Bay still left, but he already, he already eschewed them, if you will, for the Falcons.
3: He, he, he's, he's talked to Jeff Benson and through conversations with Jeff yeah. about different things, we're pretty certain he's saving them for the final. A hundred percent. If he didn't use Plus, them last week. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think this week, everybody, all five have Seattle. If you, want it, if you want to take them against the Lions, although well, that could be dicey. Right. But two of them have San Francisco, who's yes. a 13-point home favorite against the Texans, albeit Jimmy G in the hand and all this. He says he's confident yeah, he, he can go Played
2: through it, right. So, yeah, so two of the five have San Francisco available. Mm-hmm. It should be pointed out that no, of the big favorites, nobody has New England, nobody has Indianapolis, nobody has Buffalo. Uh, so two have San Francisco, one has the Tampa, but he's already indicated by his actions that yeah. he's going to save them. And then it goes down. So so the two people have San Francisco against Houston. What could possibly go wrong, right? The other three, if the guy's not going to use Tampa Bay, have to then knock it down to the six and a half point range, which is the Bears, Seahawks, and Saints of the world. And are Don't do that. Really, well, what else are they going to do, though? Three, two, two people have no choice what to take one if, of those. If games. it's not
3: Seattle, I think it has to be the Bears.
2: Oh, can you imagine?
3: But now, was Glennon back for the? For, Will would know more than is Glennon going to start for the Giants Sunday? First, it doesn't matter. Second, Joe Judge is
5: non-committal. He's playing this, you know, game where you know we'll have both guys prepared. Neither one belongs in the NFL. I mean, they threw forty-four passes for a hundred yards last week. It's really they don't have an NFL quarterback at this point.
2: Jeez. And so, and so about the question of, so each one of these has a little, last thing, each one has an intrinsic value of $1.2 million at this point, the remaining $5, 6000000 million pot. But three, the one guy with Tampa Bay and the two that have Kansas City available have this ability to, to use them in the final week. This was a stipulation before the season started that if you go the distance and you have either Kansas City or Tampa Bay last year's Super Bowl teams available, you use them in week 18, the final week, the 20th week, if you will, of, of Circus Survivor, you get a bonus million. Now, let me just ask you a question. If all five got through, mm-hmm. there is no bonus? Oh, there is. There is, for those people. So
3: let's say five got through and three, and two yes. use Kansas City won, and they all won. Yes. Right? So those five each get $1.2 million, Correct. And then the other three would get $333,000. they would split the, that million. extra million. Yep. Okay, just wanted mm-hmm. to clarify that. Which is a nice spot to be. Let's say you yeah. have Tampa Bay, and they're, what, a 16.5-point look ahead against Carolina. Carolina's going to be plus eight fifty or better on the money line. You're now playing for one point five three million. Wow. That's a pretty straight edge, right? Perfect I mean, hedge.
2: perfect hedge. But I'll tell you, how many people do you think get through in the end? Because this is a tough week. How we about the ne- how about how about next week?
3: You don't know who. You, don't you know really them. don't know who needs to play for what, right? And Kansas City might be dicey to use. We saw what they did against the Chargers last yeah, year when they have home field.
2: You don't know about COVID. You don't know yeah, anything.
3: You, you don't know. You don't know anything. Now the- one player, parlay G, that Derek thought it was in the best. Spot because of the teams he had left, used the ch- uh, Chargers last week, and he'd been coming. He's from LA. He's a, a, a strategic advisor for a biotech company there. He's been flying in the last three weeks on Sunday morning with his wife. He was down about 40,000 hedging so far, right? Losing, keep going. He took 30,000 Texans plus 490, 30,000 Texans plus 12 and a half, right? So he picked up 180. Essentially, he'd lost forty, so he ends up profiting one hundred thirty-seven, thirty-eight thousand yeah. on getting in Survivor, right? So I mean, no, not bad. Not bad Although at all. very, just dis- like he said, it uh, really wasn't about the money; it was no. about the process. That's what he I was said. so. Dis- he came and when they got down two scores in the fourth quarter, he was here. He shook Derek's hand in my hand, and said, "Thanks for what a wonderful time, and we'll see you next year."
2: I, I, this is what I said when yeah. I got knocked out. I'm like, it's yeah. not. It's not even the money you lose. No. It's not even the money you hope to gain. Although that's number two. Yeah. It's it's the the entertainment of yeah. it. It's the mental gymnastics. It's such a great contest. Las Vegas. Chris and I had a conversation on air about it. I said to him, "I said I think the contest is perfect. I do. I think it's perfect. I, in the end, I think Thanksgiving and Christmas quirks were great." Yeah. Uh, Todd, I
4: agree with you. I agree with you. I like I like all the quirks.
2: Yeah. Um, are records updated, sir? Court stenographer Todd Wishnam.
4: The Iceman had a big week 3 and 0 to move to squarely ahead at 24 and 24. I believe I said a Mikey- to Mikey he was the man to beat. Mikey moves to 21, 26 and one with a nice two and one. I had a horrendous zero and three to go to nineteen and twenty-nine. What's funny is in my Circa Millions, I went four and one last week to go to forty-five and thirty-five, and I'm still not even going to. I'm like tied for 800th place. I'm going nowhere in the Circa Millions, even if I, you know, end up like it's fifty-eight percent or something. Parlay really and Wes are forty-seven
2: and thirty-three. We were talking about the same thing this morning. I like, know, I've got no shot. I know two people. I know one tied
3: for sixteenth. And I know one tied for 20 seconds. So, interesting. Nice. It's also interesting at the uh, top. And first, the the, the Hannibal Barkas first, and then a game back is his other entry. He hasn't been splitting the picks at all, right? Yeah. But also the guy tied with him in second is also, like, tied for fifth, right? He has two entries, derbified. This it's going to be wildly amazing what happens these last few weeks.
2: Amazing.
4: On teasers... We now move everyone won their teaser. So Gil and Mike, you're eight, seven and one and I am ten and six. Oh, we gotta wreck uh, on problem. the teaser side.
3: That's a problem. So somehow we have to have Todd lose three here. Yes. I don't think it's happening.
2: Oh, he's capable. Well we will see. He's very capable.
3: <laughs> oh he's everyone's
2: capable. <laughs> We're all capable. He's too good. Sure. He's too sharp. All right. Let us oh, uh yeah. let us uh, there's no Thursday game tonight, by the way. It's we great. usually start with Thursday. Yeah. By the way, why the NFL not figure on this? So the NFL only has Thursday games through Week 16, so there's no Thursday game tonight. You'll be entertained by the Las Vegas Bowl instead. Uh, and I was talking about this on the morning uh, on the morning show on a numbers game this morning when Will was on. Actually, Will's doing double duty, which is next week. So, so this week is the final Monday night game between the Browns and the Steelers. By the way, Big Ben says it might be his last game at Heinz Field. We'll get I to.
4: will be going to that game. So if if you're listening to this podcast and you know how much I can affect the game by being at the game and how <laughs> loud I can be, especially with 55,000 other crazies,
2: yeah. Yeah.
4: you should uh, be aware of that.
2: And uh, so that's the last Monday night regular season game of the year. Now, week 18, the final regular season game next week, They are going to, once Week 17 games get finished, they're going to flex two games to Saturday, and the rest of the games will be played Sunday. There is no Monday night game next week. But what we were talking about this morning was, by doing that, there could be some correlated parlay opportunities based on playoff implications of the results of those Saturday games, whichever two they flex. So be sure to be aware of that. And then Wild Card Week... Um. Remember, last year was the first year they went seven teams per conference. It was three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. This year is the first year where they're doing it two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and a Monday nighter. Do you prefer that? Well, how know.
3: about the team that comes back on short rest? That's what we're saying. I remember. Remember when the Vikings upset the Saints on the Sunday? Yeah. And then they had to come back and play the one seed Forty ers on the on the Saturday. I thought they were in such a bad spot there with the the short rest and travel and all that it's a tough to be in that monday night spot yeah
4: so the final week saturday games i assume are going to be teams that are out of it because they no. always no, use they, that but they'll want oh. high ratings games high so ratings they, yeah they'll have oh. to be implicated so then i have a question for you they, they used to do it where like everyone was playing at the same time on the last weekend so nobody knew right. before so i guess that's not going to happen right. if there's yes. if there's saturday that's games what Is I was, that's right?
2: exactly what i was saying this morning that it used to be before they did it all at the same time, that you could do these great correlated parlays. Books weren't even hip to it, right? Bet an early game based right. on the result of that, then you you know might be able to catch a team that won't be won't have anything to play for in the late game, kind of thing. Yeah, and then they legislated against that, but now it's a possibility again. So
4: right. Oh, so yeah, yeah. that's what I was wondering because yeah. I know they used to do that thing where everybody playing at the same time in the last weekend.
2: Yeah, it's very uh, very interesting from from a betting standpoint in that regard. Okay, so. Let us begin with the best bets. Will Hill, ladies and gentlemen, from the uh, New York City cast, your first best bet of Week 17, sir.
5: Bengals plus 4.5, plus 5. I'm not sure what, what lines we're using here. Uh, I just think they're going to be right in this game. I'm surprised this is over a field goal. Kansas City's win streak has really not impressed me. I mean, the Raiders twice, the Broncos who moved the ball up and down the field on them, settling for you know, no drives and, and uh, no points in a 95-yard drive, all those kinds of things. Uh, Green Bay without Rodgers, the Giants, uh, the Dallas without their two top receivers. To me, this is a back-and-forth game, last team with the ball. Uh, I'm not opposed to an over here either. I like uh, the Bengals. I actually think they got a decent shot to win the game, so Bengals would be my best bet here.
2: I, I, let me just step in. I'm with Will. We found out this morning that we are both on this game. Uh, I like Cincinnati as well. You think about uh, who has the better wide receivers, Bengals. Who has the better running back, Bengals. Uh, who has the better quarterback? Maybe Mahomes, but not by much. Um, Who's got the better tight end? Kansas City. Uh, I just think Cincinnati does, in fact, they match up pound for pound, score for score. You're giving me the points. This is the biggest game in Cincinnati in how long. Got to be decades at this point, isn't it? Am I missing a year with the Bengals? I think that –
3: what year was it? Uh, Dalton might have hosted one of those playoff games against the Chargers. 84 when it was 50 below. No, that was uh, eighty-five. Eighty-one. Fouts couldn't hold the ball, and yeah. Ken Anderson completed ninety-eight straight passes. I mean, so that's so. <laughs> that's
2: the game that came to mind. Right, I'm that's sure. what I'm thinking of. The yeah. how,
3: that cold game.
2: That the Ken Anderson. Well, there were but the thing was with, with,
3: with Marvin Harrison. He lost all those games at home in the playoffs. He couldn't he Marvin could, Jones. Yes, uh, 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 Marvin Jones. Sorry, yeah. Marvin, yeah. Lewis. <laughs> Marvin, Marvin Lewis. Marvin yeah. Lewis. He lost all those games. He couldn't win a game, and so there was no big game because they never got to the next round um yeah marvin
2: lewis was marvin uh, lewis terrific 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 defense well he was good
4: at getting them to the
2: playoffs he just was they had a winning record they won the division a lot but they couldn't win a playoff game so there must have been big games in cincinnati since then yeah so you're on i'm on the Bengals. what's the total here
3: you have todd as consensus i have 51 yeah i you you tipped my hand here will my best bet is the over in this game i think both these teams will go up and down the field kansas city in this win streak has not played an offense like this. And, and look, I th- I think here in this game, this very easily is a 31-28, is 34-31 a type game. I like getting the points too, but that's not one of my best bets. So I'm over here on this game. How
2: about Kansas City also, if you look up and down their schedule? Current teams in playoff position, they've won exactly three games. One of them was Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. Dallas. One of them was out Dallas without Amari Cooper. And the other one was Philadelphia. Kansas City doesn't exactly have the greatest resume here. Hate to throw water on everybody's chief slurping. Todd, what's your best bet? First one.
4: Well, I've been riding the uh, Jaguars-unders until the last two weeks when I when I had the over in both of them, but not in the picks here. But I knew to stay away from those two overs. I'm going to go back to the Jags-under again um, now because they're playing the Patriots. I just don't think New England's going to show a hell, hell of a lot. I think they're going to run the ball a tremendous amount like they've been doing this entire season. Um, I can go under 42 here. I don't see the Jags getting more than 7 so even at thirty-five-seven, I push. But how about thirty-four-seven for the win? Um, I think it's going under because I think New England's just going to run the ball and the Jags aren't going to score like like typically they don't against uh, any good defense. They usually only can get seven to ten points. So I'll take uh, Jags New England under forty-two.
2: Is that now the biggest spread of the entire year? The New England Jacksonville game. What is it, sixteen? Uh, and 16? A half? I don't think I thought got- the Bills were like eighteen Buffalo against the Texans against the Texans wasn't it against the Texas yeah, right. Texas yeah, at I 40 think there was out the game one. they went up like 18 18 yeah. and a half oh did they okay yeah because yeah. yeah. I know they weren't that against Jacksonville no no the they road. were no yeah. no yeah they were
4: up oh up the yeah then there was also that that one remember I did the 10 point teaser to plus 28 so you're you're yeah. exactly right Mike it was a plus 18.
2: You know what's great for North Carolina on a fourth and one to have a a false start? That's awesome. I think they're tanking
3: this game so that Mac Brown doesn't have the mayonnaise doused on him. He could (laughs) die at his age. By the way, can you
2: you think of a more disgusting thing to be doused by than mayonnaise? (laughs) They actually got the coach's quotes before the game. Shane Beamer's like, I'm not really a Mayo guy. I don't know if he has a (laughs) Southern accent, by the way. just made that up. Uh, Okay, uh, Will, you're number two. Yeah, I'll go with the Titans. Uh, Three and a half
5: might be up to four in some spots. Uh, Look, again, just another phony winning streak when you look at the Dolphins. All right, they beat Lamar on that Thursday night. That's impressive. But other than that, it's Mike Glennon. It's Flacco. It's Tyrod Taylor. It's Ian Book on Monday night. This is still a really bad offensive line uh, for Miami. The Titans have a major advantage here in terms of the rest. They didn't play since last Thursday. Miami had the short week Monday night on the road. Give me the Titans. Is it three or three and a half, Toddy? Three and a half. Okay. You still like it at three and a half? Yeah, I mean, the hook makes me nervous because I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of points here, but I'm just going to swallow and hope it doesn't burn me. I think the Titans win, you know, 20 to 13, that type of game. I don't know how much Miami's going to score here.
2: Will was on a numbers game this morning, and we learned that we're on all the same damn games. I am also on the Titans. Uh, You guys are on
4: every game I like. I like that one, too. (laughs)
2: I'm on the Titans minus three and a half. Uh, I was not here for guessing lines this week, um, but... When I when I guessed them on my own and looked, these were the games, all the games that I'm putting out here. By the way, it was five and zero last week. Five and zero. You can't give me 16 weeks and not have me have a better than a three and two, Mikey. Don't let anybody tell you. You give that guy sixteen weeks. He's getting better than us. You were five and zero, but also three and zero on the pod. Todd was four and one and zero and three. What's and three. Fascinating. On here? Fascinating. But I, I like the Titans here. The, the Dolphins again in their seven-game winning streak. They haven't. You know, you look at their list of quarterbacks that they play. They haven't beaten anybody. By the way, I, I get it. Ryan Tannehill might be the eighth on that list if we're talking just quarterbacks. But the Titans do have A.J. Brown back. Uh, they're getting players back. The COVID issues that it looked like the Titans might have early in the week have now gotten mitigated by the uh, the reduction in days off that you need or that you are required to have from 10 to 5. So I just think the Titans are a better football team. And I think the Titans are live for the number one seed based on those two things. If Cincinnati beats Kansas City and Tennessee can break the Dolphins' winning streak, the Tennessee Titans will be your number one seed heading into week 18. And Mike Vrabel will be very alive for coach of the year as well. So I'm on, I'm on the Titans. I think they're a better football team all around than the Dolphins are
3: if Kansas City has to go to Tennessee in the playoffs do you like Tennessee's chances to win that game again I do again they, I do. they destroyed them the
2: first time <laughs> I think the Titans and the Colts I asked this of Lombardi yesterday I said who are the two who are the teams that are the most impervious to where they play and it's the running teams yeah. always right so I think Titans and Colts for me Mikey
3: Todd what's the line that you have on Broncos Chargers Wow.
4: Broncos, Chargers, I have six and a
3: half, Mike. I'm going to lay the six and a half. With you, a,
2: you love these AFC West games.
3: Well, I tell you, I, I, I made a lot of money on the Raiders. Maybe I shouldn't have, but the, the, the two-lane quarterback that works with us, Sean King, <laughs> explained to <laughs> yes, me yes. how bad this Drew Locke is. He said, you have no idea the difference between him and Bridgewater. Really? He said, the sti- the cliff is so steep, the difference between them. He made this argument to me last Thursday when he was filling in with Stormy for the guys in the morning when I you went on. You warned
4: me, Mike. You warned me. I, and I, I, I and I let a good friend of mine who's a professional gambler talk me into Denver. I won't mention who, but he talked me into Denver. And, and, I, and I knew it was trouble. Go ahead.
3: Yeah. Even with the Raiders giving them a touchdown right before the, you know, before the half, they still only put up 13 points on that Raiders defense. He's really bad. The Chargers, a totally humiliating performance. Humiliating. They couldn't get ready to play the Texans' backup squad. I mean, Davis Mills has been god awful. I mean, just god awful. Just yards per attempt. Those four games he played Colts, Colts, um, Bills, Cardinals, they got outscored like 200 to 8. He had four yards per attempt. I mean, he only threw six. Incompletions completions against the charge, totally embarrassed. Now they get they, Drew Lock at home. Brandon Cooks. They didn't have. They didn't have their center. They didn't have Kaimi Fairburn. Fairburn. They didn't. Ha- but I told you. I said when the team most likely to lose. You did. I said the coaching mismatch. <laughs> Cully coach circles around that guy <laughs> oh, that God. doesn't like to kick the ball. Oh God. And he hogged
2: tally the six and a half here. <laughs> Uh, the, the Chargers are the team that I think has the most possible volatile results in a postseason they could get beaten by 30 and they can play with anybody at the same time alright Chargers you guys Mikey are-
4: you guys are taking on all, all the picks that I've written down here. Tennessee and Chargers. And and it, you know, it's funny because last night I'm I'm watching the bowl game and uh, Oregon's down 15 and it's fourth and sixteen from their own two with 320 to go. And the announcer, I think it was Andre Ware, says, Oh, you have to punt the ball away here. You have to punt the ball <laughs> yeah. away. Because you know, if you if you don't make it, they're gonna have the ball at the GR line. I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious? You have to punt they're down 15. What's the difference? Of course you have to go for it. But anyways, that's the same thing as I feel now because you guys are taking all the stuff I've written down and I have to go for it because I'm way behind. I might as well take something different. It doesn't matter if I lose by 12 or 15 or whatever. It's the same idea. I might as well go for it on and 16 So anyways, because of that, I'm going to go off of all these
0: ones that I have written down. I love Tennessee. I like the Chargers too. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip
4: I'm going to just go over in the Chargers. Over 40, what do you guys have for that? What do you guys have for the Chargers over?
2: 45 and a
4: half. Okay, I'm going to go over 45 and a half. I think the Chargers are the... Quintessential over team in the sense that they have no defense and they have a great offense. I love Herbert. I love their offensive football. Their defense is horrendous. And you know, it came back to bite them last week because that's what the Chargers do. Remember the Steeler game when the Chargers went up and down the field and should have won by a hundred to nothing, and somehow it was like 37-34 at the end. I mean, there's been so many of these Chargers game. How about that Browns game when the Browns ran for a thousand yards on the on the Chargers? There was just game after game after game where the Chargers defense is just not good. So granted, Drew Locke stinks. We all know Drew Locke stinks. But he might throw us six points the other way, too, because he's so bad. But I think there's going to be enough scoring there by the Broncos to get you over the 45 and a half. I think think the Chargers are going to move the ball up and down the field. And it's going to be a typical Charger game, which is lots of points.
2: Can I ask you, Mikey, uh, Sean King, who, by the way, also played pro. I don't know if you know that. Uh, Sean King, he did. Yes, okay, he did in his hometown. Yes, he did. oh yeah. He did. Uh, <laughs> not only at Tulane, he he. What, what what did he say was the biggest difference between Locke and Bridgewater? Was it Bridgewater protecting the football? Yeah, he said that the, the amount of turnovers. Yeah, well, he's Brid- right about Bridgewater that. Bridgewater
3: will make the other team make plays to win. With Locke, your other offense doesn't have to make any play. Hundred percent. He's he's.
4: Same thing when he was at Mizzou. If you remember yeah, yeah. when he was at Mizzou, it was the exact same thing. He had this giant arm and he had this dumb brain. It was exactly <laughs> like Jeff George. Do you remember do you remember Jeff George? Oh, he's like a I. Jeff George clone. Yeah. Jeff George used to have that rifle arm, but used to throw a zillion picks. So you know, he's ridiculous.
2: Jeff George Cutler was like that too. Yeah. Jeff George's arm was incredible. And he was just a brain dead player. A doofus,
4: but so much of quarterback, remember so much of quarterback as Drew Brees has shown us is between the ears. It's really not between, you know, what you can do. And that's why Tom Brady was a sixth round pick. You know, how about that, Mr. All You General Manager Geniuses? Tom Brady, by the way, the entire general manager position should be thrown in the garbage because one time Tom Brady was picked sixth and the greatest quarterback of all time was picked in the sixth round. So don't give me all your genius nonsense.
2: Let me ask you, Todd, if an NFL team called you today and they said, Todd Wishnev, we would like you to step into our front office. How long do you think the learning curve would be for you, Todd Horatio Wishnev, to be the greatest GM in all of football?
4: I think it would be a while. I think it would be longer, actually, than being offensive coordinator, because I think I don't understand all the metrics of, of things. But I mean, I would pick it up pretty quickly. I'm just saying I think it would be longer than the the offensive coordinator.
2: Let's say you were made the offensive coordinator. How long do you think it would take you I think it
4: happen? would take me two years. If I got to sit and watch film with somebody who really knew their stuff really, really well, and ask them all the questions, I think within two years I could be a good offensive two coordinator. Years.
2: Two years. No comment from I'll Michael t- Paul. I'll take the okay. over. You okay. can. That's fine. Take the, take the over, over all day. I'm just-
4: you, you, you can... That's fine. I mean, I also did the Series 7 test in, you know, four days of studying. Most people take some six months, Mikey. So, you know, you probably don't even know what that is.
2: Oh, you can do Series 7 in less than a week easily. I have no idea what it is. Are you kidding me? Series 7?
4: Most people study for the Series 7 test for six months, Gilly. And only 30% pass on the first try. Series 7 is a hard test. Series 7 is for
2: securities. It's not an easy one. You can do a Series 7 test in a week of study. (laughs)
4: You are completely wrong. In fact, I will bet you any amount of money that you couldn't do it in a week.
2: Motherfucker, I did it in a week. How about that? Uh,
4: okay. So okay there you go. Well, you in the him. old days. Yeah. Yes. I passed post him. him. <laughs> I
2: i, did it. I I'll take him. your bet. And here's I, the result. I goaded <laughs> him into a pass post. I'll tell you a funny story about the Series
4: 7. When I <laughs> yeah. was working at a, at a brokerage and took the Series 7, I was back at 1230 in the afternoon. And they, and they said to me, what are you doing? I thought you're taking the Series 7 today. And it's an all-day test. And I said, yeah, I'm done already. I, it took me like an hour and a half for the first part and an hour and a half. And I had an advantage because I knew the option stuff, yeah, which is were, the hardest part of it. You had a way. Big um,
2: advantage.
4: I had a big advantage, yeah. so I was done at like twelve thirty. They didn't believe me, and then I showed them the the test, and then they finally believed me. But oh
2: was, yeah, you were funny. you were a ringer for that kind of test. All right, number oh, yes, sir. I, I just like to comment.
3: What I said was that I didn't think within two years he'd become the top offensive coordinator in the NFL. <laughs> I didn't so the was like, I didn't that was say, your question. Whoa, to how, Mikey, how long would it take you to be the top GM? The typical top typical in the NFL. It was not the top. No, it, yes, was. it was. That, that was, was the question. Yes,
4: it was. I thought you said a good offensive coordinator. No, the top, top. the very the top. best top. Oh, no, I don't think I would be the okay, top that, Okay, that's all player. I was saying. I took the over. <laughs> okay, to, I, I think it would take you at I least missed, three and a half to four said. seasons to be the top offensive <laughs> No, offense. I think I could be an adequate offensive coordinator within two years if I could do nothing but watch film with somebody who really knew their stuff for a full two years. How long would it
3: take you to be better than Daryl Bevel? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a week and a half.
2: <laughs> a week and a half. Will, you're number three. The very quiet Will Hill. How you doing, man?
5: Uh, I'm good. Uh, South Carolina plus 240 money line second half if anyone's interested in that one. I'm not sure. Wow. Plus seven oh. is the second half line there. If you figure North Carolina is just going to no-show, maybe just take a shot there with South Carolina. I'm not sure. Uh, it's a great backdoor
4: for- team though, Will. It's a great backdoor team with with uh, with Howell, yeah. you know throwing meaningless touchdowns. He's like the Jay Cutler of college football. Yeah, it's a good
5: point. Who's more- uh, what do you have for the Pitt- Pittsburgh line? I'm sorry. I was Pittsburgh say- Steelers? Who's, who's, uh, yeah. The
4: Pittsburgh Steelers. I I will be going down there to the to the uh, Heinz Field and uh, we'll be watching the game. I'll have a big mill before the game. Uh, I'm looking <laughs> at three, three and a half. I'm saying I'll give you the three. Uh, Brownie's minus three.
2: Big mill before the game.
4: <laughs> uh, I'll take I'll take the Steelers
5: here. I just think this is kind of be uh, kind of like the uh, the Raiders-Browns game, that Monday postponement game, where it's just, I think it was 16-14. I, I think it's a 2018 type of ugly game. I don't think either team should be laying three or getting three. Remember, this is going to be Big Ben's last game. And there's a chance this is an exhibition game pretty much. If the Bengals win and wrap things up, both these teams, I believe, are eliminated. So if you're getting three, basically an exhibition game, I just think that's too many points. I think this is a toss-up game. Uh, we've all seen Baker Mayfield and his issues. So I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh plus three.
2: Cleveland in an amazing spot, at least now. This could be dead by game time, which is what Will's intimating. But Cleveland, two games back in the NF, excuse me, the AFC North, two games back with two games to play and two teams in between them and the Bengals, and yet the Browns are the second short shot to win that division because they only need four events to happen. They need to win out, game against the Steelers and the Bengals, and the Bengals need to lose to the uh to the Chiefs this week uh-huh. and the Ravens just need to lose to the Rams their toughest game and then it's theirs the division is theirs they would win it at nine and eight but if things don't go their way it could be dead and dead on arrival yeah. as well
4: would you bet Will that are in- you are you factoring in the fact I will be at the game and also screaming very loud is that part of the reason you took the Steelers well
5: Twenty-five
3: percent of the handicap. What's, okay. you know, what's the odds? Very solid. The odds for
2: these four events to happen. So the Browns to win the division, you can yeah. find it at about six to one. That's not you're, you're, looking at three, you're looking at three things that are small favorites, and yes. then one upset yes. to get there. What yeah. exactly has to happen again, Gil? Say that yeah. again. If Chuck so, holds, I think the Browns win. So the Browns have to win their last two games, right? Steelers and what's their last game? Bengals. Does they have the Bengals as okay. one of their last two games? That's key. Okay, right. And then Go the ahead. Bengals would have to lose this week at home to the Chiefs. Very plausible. Right. And the Ravens would have to lose one of their last two games. Remember, they're playing the Rams this week. Plausible. So mm. so really. Mm. Exactly and where's
3: the last game? Is it at, at home Cleveland? or on the road? That at Cleveland. The look
2: ahead is Cleveland minus one and a half.
3: So Will's right. It's All four events would be favored.
2: It's not outlandish. <laughs> and I, I just want to say this. Any team in, like, the history of football that's been two games out with two games to play and they're in dead last, have two teams in between them and the leader, for them to only need four events to happen to win the division is mind-boggling. It's incredible. And then their favorite, they'd be favored in each one of those events. Yeah. It's amazing. They're all small
3: favorites, right? right? Three points, four points, one and a half points. It's
4: not so crazy
3: it's though. Not. It's what, really the what are the Rams crazy? here this week? They're uh, three and a half, I three think. Three and a half. They're all yeah. field goal type games. It's pretty amazing. Except you got Baker and Mayfield. Except I firmly Baker believe Mayfield. if he'd have gone to Case Keenum a month ago, they were winning this division.
2: What are they gonna do? They pay him eighteen and a half million next year. It's the fifth year. They have to make a decision after that. It's the Jared Goff Rams, Kirk Cousins Washington, Dak Prescott Cowboys. You know, you name it. The point in their who's life. Who's starting where, for Ravens? Gill,
4: who's starting for
2: Ravens against the Rams this week? Well, Jackson Lamar's played. He, he was in practice yesterday, yeah. even though he had a hitch in his giddy up. Yeah, he was walking mm. around like an old man. Remember, remember how they embarrassed the
3: Rams on Monday Night Football? The Ravens. The Ravens, yeah. Ra- ra- right, Ravens. Was yeah, in, in L. A. Didn't they absolutely destroy the Rams? Oh yeah, it's all yeah. it's all wall. right? Yeah. Monday Night Football, they mm-hmm. just scored at will against them.
2: It'll be it'll be fat. Wait, when was that? On a Monday Night Football game. What year? You talking about Houston when Houston?
4: No,
3: no, no. no mean, the Ravens and Rams. The when? Ravens
2: and Rams. When though? Like
3: week five no, this year. Two years ago. Oh, oh yeah. two yeah. years ago. That's two two years what I'm wondering. Ago. Two yeah. years ago. Uh, okay. yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was a pummeling. Um. Is it my turn? Who's number two? Who's number three? Your turn, Mike.
3: We have, we, we yeah, we have three left. Yeah, I'm going to take the. What's the Bears six? Todd, tough Bears. I see the Bears at six, six and a half. Uh, we'll give I you the just, six. This Giants offense is is incredible. <laughs> um, but I'd rather have. I'd rather play against Fromm. I mean, Fromm was like five of thirteen for ten yards or something. And I would I had the Eagles on a teaser, and I get. Philadelphia could do nothing. They couldn't get out of their own way. In the fr- and I never felt there was any jeopardy of them losing that game. Because the Giants had nothing. I had the exact from, same thing with From you. throw like an eight yard out. and he'd, he'd be ten yards over the guy's head. He wasn't even close. <laughs> throwing the ball. They can't run the ball. I mean, they're really, really bad. And I give Joe Judge a, a, a vote of confidence here and extend it. But, I mean, this is a bad team. Yeah. Uh, and the Bears By get the, a little pep in their step off a win in Seattle. And, and you know. I just think the Giants can't score here. I would look at this. This game could be an under two depending on weather, but I'd rather lay, lay less than a touchdown with the Bears.
4: These team total opportunities yeah. with some of these quarterbacks, like Ian Book, I just <laughs> keep pounding the Saints under team total. And the, when you Jake Fromm pounding the Giants team total, if you have access to team totals, folks, and you watch the first two drives of one of these quarterbacks and he can't move the ball, just pound the team total. It doesn't matter what the number is. They can't get there.
2: Will Will uh, asked me before the podcast, can I use a team total as one of my uh, best bets? And I quickly, quickly said, I'm sorry, that's not allowed on the it show. Is, it is, it not is. not allowed. Not allowed. No. It's not allowed. But
4: but, we'll, but you we'll have do. to know the the, yeah. the team totals are. Uh, you watch two or three drives, and it's just it it
3: it, it works. It, it's maybe the easiest bet you can win. We, we play. In, in we pro- play under Nevada
2: rules. Sir. We do all Nevada rules. <laughs> all I can't. Rules. I can't get this podcast past gaming to save my life. <laughs> the uh, the. Uh, the thing about Kirby Smart and Jake Fromm, though, he will always go to, He took Jake Fromm. And he, he decided that we're keeping Jake Fromm at quarterback. Justin Fields, move along. Let's if, never forget. If Kirby Smart,
3: if you ask Kirby Smart today, you actually have access to have Jake Fromm against Michigan. Yeah. Which of
2: the three quarterbacks would he start? I say it's not Jake Fromm. Yeah, I'm going to say no Jake Fromm. <laughs> uh, Todd, you're third. And
3: I don't remember that guy being even
4: good in college, <laughs> so I don't even know what do these guys watch the games in college. It's, Ian it's Book incredible. was no good in college the thing too. Is, they, have, yeah. they, have, they
2: have they have access to these guys in every single practice, right? So like, how do they decide? Yeah, Jake Fromm's better than Justin Fields. How does Florida decide? Yeah, you know Felipe Franks, you're better than Kyle Trask. <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing. How does how does Ohio State decide Joe to themselves? Burrow. This Joe Burrow guy, he's not really all that. Go ahead move on
4: i mean do they watch the games i mean i watched 15 hours of football on saturday and again i didn't say i could do the general manager job but wow it's, i mean it's just even worse than wow. watching the
2: games though because they were them practice every like you can't tell at practice they suck
4: that's incredible uh my third pick will be uh i know you, i'm really i'm really scratching here because you guys took all the ones that i liked um
2: what was your third will again
4: Will Steelers plus three. I left you Washington. I knew you thank, liked
5: Washington. Those thank you. Are, uh, well, there you uh, go. So late, late Hanukkah
2: president. thank you very much. Uh, Will. Are you Will, going WFT? I'm, go- I'm going. Uh, listen, I know that they gave up a thousand bajillion points in the first half against Dallas the other night. Uh, no team was, was the old no team is as good as they were one week or as bad as they were one week to the next. Uh, I think getting the three in the hook against Philly at home is, to your point about Philadelphia, Philadelphia's not scaring anybody. I, I do not believe in the Philadelphia Eagles. Give me the three and the hook. I will take wooft. Thank you very much. And Washington will remain in the playoff picture to the final week of the year.
4: You know, I love those teams that get absolutely embarrassed on oh, in, in the game. 100%. You know, but... but boy did they look horrendous it was incredible that was like a that was the only pro football game you're going to watch that looks like a college game it looked like ohio state against you know like miami of ohio in the beginning of the year when they just could score it well that was incredible I just, just wanted, an uh, incredible sorry game
5: performance I, of the season sorry performance of the season i guess.
2: i uh, i'll tell this story cuz uh me and my oldest friend tommy who i grew up with we've known each other since uh, we were 6 years old and I, I was mentioning on a numbers game he was like, if you ever watch the Cosby show, he was like cockroach in my household. And uh, Tommy and I, you know, when I learned of the death of my father, we were crying. And then in the middle of it, because this was during this was during the second half of the Washington game, just sort of, you know, laughing through our tears. We decided that my father decided to check out earlier that day because he feared that Dallas would roll Washington. So he was like, you know what? I'm out. I don't want to endure this. But that was our little moment of uh, of amusement to, uh, again, sort of distract us. By the way, thank God for football. Football has been the greatest thing ever to distract me from all of this. It's been uh, an awful stretch, but at least there's football to uh, keep my mind off things. By the way, thanks for all laughing at my dad's story about him checking out before the Washington. It was good. I really appreciate no, that. I heard it on um, your program Bob Oh, you did? Sorry. I heard it the first. Oh, okay. It was
3: a very heartfelt final thank segment you. on Tuesday. Thank you it was very much. I appreciate that.
2: I like the move. They're moving Did your the dad wrong watch way. Football, yeah? Oh, the move the wrong way. I would like as a tribute Jesus to my. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ! They're moving the wrong way. <laughs> Any two consecutive negative plays. Todd, your last. What do you got? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just
4: hope Jimmy G's okay and take uh, the Niners. What do you have the Niners at? 13.
2: I got some at. Uh... <laughs> Let me see. I'm
4: seeing
2: 12-and-a-half. What do we have here at Circa? Okay, I'll
4: take 12-and-a-half. Hold on. I'm not giving you that yet. Hold on one second. I mean, I see 12-and-a-half. And and we'll you... give you 12-and-a-half. Okay. Yep. Okay, now I'll take the Niners minus 12-and-a-half. Um, you know, I'm not a Jimmy G fan. I think he makes too many mistakes. But against a team that stinks, he can look amazing. Uh, let's just see the Atlanta game a couple weeks ago where they just moved up and down the, the, the field at will. I think they've got way too much for Houston. I think Houston... They played their game of the year last week, and now they're going to go back to their typical. I don't see Houston scoring more than seven points in this game. I'm with Mikey. I'm not a Mills fan. I wasn't a Mills fan at Stanford. I'm not a Mills fan now. I think he's ridiculous. So if uh, Houston Texans get seven, all I need from uh, Jimmy G is get me 21. So I'll take the Niners minus 12 and a half.
2: Niners minus 12 and a half. Uh, What doesn't my brother get about – that I'm doing a podcast right now. Um, Okay. All right. What are we at? Teaser of the week? Oh, this is where Todd Wishnev rules supreme. And must go first. (laughs) You must go first, Todd. You must go first because I will not duplicate whatever you have.
4: Okay. Did you want to let Will go first? Usually we let the the guests go first. Oh, yes, correct. We let the go
2: first. I'm so sorry, Will.
5: No problem. Uh, Yeah, really not a great teaser week. I think teasers have been pretty profitable this week. This week it was kind of agonizing to try to find one. I'm going to go with the Chargers, and I'm going to tease that with, uh, reluctantly, the Seahawks. I just think Jared Goff outdoors could be an issue. might be Russell Wilson's final game in Seattle. And I just, for all the reasons you guys mentioned about Drew Locke, I don't see Denver beating the Chargers. So I'll go Chargers-Seahawks here in a two-team season.
2: There is not a single Stanford Wong, a.k.a. John Ferguson, uh, teaser-like this week. Not a single one. Well, that might give
4: you guys hopes to to, uh, catch up on me because I'm going to go with
2: the
4: L.A. Chargers as well. I'm with Will on that one. I think, you know, last week was bad. I think they can somehow get a win against Drew Locke. And then the second one, I'm just going to go, look, when in doubt, go against Kirk Cousins. I'll take the Green Bay Packers minus a half at home against the Kirk Cousins. I mean, is there any feeling in the world that gives you more uh, comfort than going against what I, who I call Philip Rivers Jr., Kirk Cousins, or if you have him, is there any more feeling of dread than going with Kirk Cousins? There's nothing better than going against Kirk Cousins. I just can't stand the guy. I, you know, and I think he's the most overrated mediocre guy that ever was. I, I, I laud Mikey for finally coming around after he was a big Kirk Cousins fan. You know, it, it, it's a measure of a man who can can, can admit that they're wrong, and <laughs> you admitted that you were wrong. So I, I laud you for that, Mikey. <laughs> Kirk Cousins stinks. Give me Green Bay minus a half.
2: I sense an opening, Michael. I sense an opening. Bo, go ahead. I think he's, No, I think he's going to lose his teaser. You do? Yeah. Which which don't you like? I think his first one, I, I worry about the Chargers. I do. Yeah. And I worry about Green Bay. I worry about both of them. I'll give you mine. I'm a little worried about Green Bay. I'll give you mine. The Indianapolis Colts basically teased down to a half a point against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I believe. The well, they're not.
4: They're they're more. It's more like one and a half, I think, Illy.
2: What are you saying right now? Seven and a half.
4: That's what I'm saying. What are you guys saying? Oh, seven. I saw seven. All right,
2: to one. All right. Okay, we'll give you Indy uh, yeah. minus one. That's All right, Indy minus one against Las Vegas, paired with the Chicago Bears, basically just having to beat the New York Football Giants. Indy, Chicago. Here comes the teaser comeback as well. Mikey. I'm a big fan of
3: Brent Musburger.
2: I know we we've heard on this podcast. Are you really? I'm a big, big fan of Brent Musburger. Tom, would you like to do a brief imitation of how that went the first time? I've,
4: I've never heard Mikey say anything about Brent Musburger. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's coming back to me.
2: Oh yes, yes, yes.
4: I do remember. He said something about how in 1974, there was that time that Brent was able to predict the entire NFL schedule, even though Irv Cross was distracting him. Amazing job. Um,
3: What number do you have, Todd, on uh, Bill's Falcons? Bill's Falcons. Uh, I've got 14
4: and a half most
3: places. That's interesting. All right, I'm going to have have to be unconventional. Wow. I have to be unconventional here because I have to catch up. It's game theory. Yeah. Todd's trying to find other games. Why doesn't he pick opposite us if he wants to make up ground? Well, he can if he goes first. Anyhow. Yeah. I'm talking about in the in oh. the one year he's dominating talking about it, yeah. the regular against yeah. the spread. Yeah. I want to take Matty Ice, who played his college ball, cold weather, at Boston College, going up to Orchard Park. Give me 20 and a half wow. with the Dirty Birds. And then I'll, I'll <laughs> go with Will and tease the Bengals up through the 10 there. That is
0: Musburger-esque. Yeah, he says there's a lot of value to, uh, in that yeah. 7 to 17. Right? Yeah. 11. <laughs> wow. Yes, thank right. you.
4: Cincy. So Cincy plus uh, 11. 11. And the and Falcons, Atlanta 20 and a plus half. 20
2: and a
4: half. Okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. By the way, how about okay. North Can you make a stop, North Carolina, third and one? No. No. No shot. No <laughs> shot.
4: We don't want any stops by anyone and just continue What's your to roll. Total? With What's your total, Todd? 61 and a half. 61 and a half.
2: You're going to need to
3: make get there.
4: Shape. Yeah. 24 points.
2: Wow. All right. Here's the Dilly. All right. So, <laughs> by the way, status uncertain for Carson Wentz still on Sunday, but they expect him to play for the Colts. Uh, Final two questions of each and every Megapod. One, which of the big favorites is the most likely to lose outright? Oh, we got a lot of choices here. We got a lot of choices. Um, I will include, Let's first of all, let's do one category of just the really big ones, right? The double-digit ones. Tampa Bay, 13.5, somewhere in that pocket, hosting the Jets. Excuse me, on the road against the Jets, but still 13.5-point favorites. Buffalo, 14.5-point favorites at home against Atlanta. New England, 16 and a half point favorites at home against Jacksonville, and San Francisco, 12 and a half point favorites at home against Houston. Let's just take that group. And if I come to you from the future and I say one of those teams loses, Will, who's the team?
5: Boy, I'm actually going to go out on a limb and I'll just say New England, just because I don't know how many points they're going to score. Mac Jones has been a little up and down. I mean, I could see I, I we didn't really touch on that game. I don't know if anyone liked that game. I know Todd, I think, took the under. I just don't know how many points are going to be in that game, and let's just say Mac turns it over for a touchdown. You know, Jacksonville defense is pretty good. You know, can Jacksonville feel a twenty to seventeen game? I'll actually say Jacksonville,
2: believe it or not. Wow, New England team most likely to lose that, right, Mikey? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay doesn't have their three best players. I don't think Evans is they're Evans on the road. Go. They're on the road.
3: I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't. think any of them. But I'm just going to take a shot there, Todd.
4: I don't think any of them either. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry. That's I mean, if I had. Yeah, we might have to change this question for the format for the next uh, year to make it more entertaining.
3: Really? I, I don't really have an answer. I'll like go with
4: Tampa Bay. People
3: people pick out that. I mean, Derek called the Lions beating the Cardinals. You know, I mean, I think it's an interesting part of the show, Gil. I, I called think a you couple should, of them too, I think Mikey. you should stay with this format.
2: This is, uh, this is not a, up for debate. I don't know where we got the impression this was up for. Uh, well, Todd's today. running the show next yeah. week. Apparently so. <laughs> uh, Mike Evans, by the way, added to the next week. COVID there's a
3: whole crisis. new format.
2: <laughs> next, <laughs> next week we're taping. Next week
3: we're taping the pod at uh, 1:15, and when we end game, we'll give our best three end games in the first and quarter. Mikey, of the- here's
4: what Mike, we're going to do a whole new thing about bad organizations. The first <laughs> <There> thing <laughs> will be the woofties. We'll, we'll be doing 10 minutes on the woofties.
2: Okay. Uh, people would love to hear that, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, I'm going, I'm going to say that the uh,
0: biggest of those favorites, most likely to lose outright is, uh... at bed three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
1: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because they don't have their players. They don't have Fournette. they don't have Godwin, and it looks like they might not have Evans. Now at this point,
3: Gamecocks inside the five. Here we go. While you're Whoa. way ahead of us, wow, then they just dropped ahead. back here.
2: And they're inside the five. You're
3: three seconds ahead of us. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Wow, that's because so you're closer because you're in Pittsburgh. That it transmits no, across I, the country. I think it's the direct. It's the direct TV. <laughs> I know. <But laughs> the, the, the cable.
5: It's funny, Gil. I was on your like show. I think seconds. a week or two before bowl season, I said, "Just take the money line on the under the underdog on the money line. All these games, you'll be in good shape." Of course, I don't listen to my own advice. Oh. this is probably a plus three hundred money line here with South Carolina. They're killing the them. The overs have been. It was plus three
3: fifty five. It is. closed here, Will. Wow. How much? <laughs> plus three. Plus 350. three fifty five. It closed at circa thirteen. 13 it closed with plus three fifty five. Man. <laughs> well, I got my
4: South Carolina at minus money because I didn't take them Well, until yeah, they you were waited till they, to they were up eighteen enough, yeah, nothing or whatever. Fifteen No, oh, no oh, fifteen no, oh, nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, fifteen. What minus? What'd you lay? Minus what? I think it was like my, minus two hundred yeah, when I got him. That's not bad. The uh the the overs have been great in the Bulls. That that's been the the easiest money. You just look for these games that are that you see a couple scores early and just Pound those overs because they just never stop scoring in these bowl games. It's incredible.
2: Can I do a part B of that question, by the way? Can I do the second tier? Yeah, sure. All right. Who's the most likely to lose of the six-and-a-half-ish kind of favorites? So Indianapolis hosting Vegas. Chicago, six-point favorites hosting the Giants. Dallas, six-point favorites hosting Arizona. New Orleans, six-and-a-half-point favorites hosting Carolina. And let us oh and the Chargers, six and a half point favorites hosting Denver and Seattle, Seattle seven point yeah. favorites hosting Detroit. And Green Bay, seven point favorites hosting Minnesota. That's a whole group. Who's the most likely to lose outright of those? Dallas. Todd. I agree with Mikey. I think
4: Dallas, you know, is gonna come in nice, fat and happy after their gigantic win over what most people would call a minor league football team. And uh and then, you know, throw a uh a stinker Will against Hill. Arizona. I'll be a little different. I'll say Green
5: Bay. Minnesota actually has played them tough. They've beaten them the last two. They won in Lambeau last year. Cook ran for a million touchdowns. They won this year earlier in Minnesota, 34-31. You know, It's funny. Green Bay's not really built for their own environment. I know they're undefeated at home, but if it's minus five degrees, they're a passing team if you get some wind. Could be more of a running game, and that favors the Vikings. Vikings actually could take the field here as bad as they've been if uh, Washington upsets Philly. Minnesota could take the field controlling their own destiny where they only need to beat Green Bay and beat Chicago the last week to get in, I'll be different. I'll say Green Bay has a chance to lose.
2: The high is supposed to be three degrees Fahrenheit for that game at kickoff. Three degrees, wind chill, feeling more like you're in the negative range. Uh, I'll say it's Dallas just because it's Arizona on the other side, but I totally get what Will is saying. I do not – that was the thing about that Green Bay-Cleveland game on Saturday was think about the four picks from Baker Mayfield, the plus four in turnovers – And Green Bay barely got by. They still needed to endure a last drive. And really, by the way, those who had Cleveland got the cover. The biggest play of that game to get the cover, arguably, was that Kevin Stefanski, down nine, was willing to go for it on fourth and 22, which likely he's not going to get. And Green Bay would have had the ball in relatively good field position, might have covered, but it was a phantom false start. On the on the uh, Browns and then fourth the and twenty five yards, he, he said, like, "I can't that." He rushed the punt
3: team on in the false start. Yeah,
2: they punted and they stopped <laughs> yeah. him, and they ended up getting the the garbage touchdown one. I not wasn't garbage because yeah. it could have been a, a game winning uh, cog also. But they get the cover with that. I just think that game made Green Bay look really shaky to me.
3: Well, it's yeah, I mean, analytics, if Devontae Billy, Adams catches the ball, I mean, they don't get the ball back. That, they run, that was a very were
4: uncharacteristic talking, I mean was,
2: yeah. yeah, very uncharacteristic yeah.
4: Billy remember the analytics say 4th and 22 yes. and 4th and 27 yes. are completely different. And it's we know different. in the analytics world, you have been you know, very vociferous, people not realizing
3: that difference. 4th and yes. 22, 4th and 27, is completely, completely different. Todd, did you um, catch – on my guys in the desert this weekend, I'm, I'm going to say the odds are that you didn't. But Brent came on with Femi because Stormy's out doing the bowl games with Rod Gilmore. That's another story in itself, how he gets bowl games. But anyhow, Brent came on to remember John Madden. And, and he and he said, I'm so glad that Madden didn't use any of the statistical geek stuff that's taken over the broadcast now. Where, where, where has it taken over the broadcasts? Where has all that statistical geek stuff taken over the broadcasts? I what? don't
4: think there's much of it being taken over <laughs> the broadcast. I mean, last <laughs> last night on 4th and 16 from the two, you know, Andre Ware with three minutes to go was sure that they should punt the ball away. So, I, by the way, some of the things that these color people say are oh my, just oh God. breathtaking. I mean, Breathtaking. And you're just like, how does, doesn't ESPN make them do like a fake game before they go on and do and do the, you know, yeah. you have to be able to listen. I guess it's just there's so many games and they figure, oh, well, the guy did play offensive line at Iowa State. we Might as well throw him in there. Okay. He must be pretty good. I'd much rather have me and Mike Palm do these games than some of these idiots that they have doing the game. It's incredible. Like when they do, and
5: when they do want to go for it, it's always the stupidest reason. I was watching Clemson, uh, Iowa State, and it was like fourth in a foot from the plus 35, and he's like, well, you're just coming out of the locker room, so I think you have to go for it. Like, how about it? Because
2: it's fourth and a foot. What does you have to do? If you're coming out of the locker room. The good, great, the greatest was still that Army game,
3: Tiffany. Oh, I mean, that's the gold standard <laughs> that all broadcasts must be compared to at this point. By the
4: way, and here's one other thing: Why does everyone put their foot in the ground? He put his foot in the ground and just came up. Where else does he put his foot in the air? <laughs> it's <laughs> this. Play everybody's putting their foot in the ground and going north south. If I hear put the foot in the ground one more time, and one more thing, if I see the little girl with the AT&T commercial that's mad that she didn't get the right lollipop, I'm going to blow my head up. I don't know that I have commercial. seen I the know. AT&T commercial with the little oh, girl yeah, who goes, bad. it's not fair I get the, lo- the wrong lollipop, because they're saying that they give everybody the good deals on AT&T phones. It's
2: on every commercial. Oh. Every single and break is e- that commercial. Bad too. The, the, oh, my God. The Army, who was Army playing? They, they were playing Missouri, and and the. Yeah. In the, in the, in the it, where do we begin? That that was. I, be, I begin with
3: we. the five minute opening before they kicked oh, off. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh God, I didn't see that <laughs>
2: because we were on prime time. Actually, but here, the the last sequence of that game. First of all, boat in both directions. Well, first of all, the refs were ridiculous. Like, they, they were just granting first down. Did you see Did you see in the Iowa State-Clemson <laughs> game, they marked the first down, they went back and looked at, oh, no, it's third and four. Third and four. they missed it by <laughs> four <laughs> yards to spot, Todd. Four Army, yards. The Army-Mizzou <laughs> game, the last two drives, they were like, ah, close enough. Like yeah. a yard and a half, they're like, did yeah, the, first the, down. The other thing
4: that- If the reason these people were getting the jobs is for affirmative action, which I don't think it is, but let's say it was, don't me and Mikey deserve an affirmative action for fat people? Fat people constantly get ragged on, constantly, and me and Mikey deserve, you know, affirmative action for that, right, Mikey?
2: Well, that took a turn. No,
4: no comment. No, he doesn't like being thrown in that group.
2: By the way, I'm how, sorry, Mike. How about this woman I on the NFL network me. who's I'll gone with that. the Leonard Nimoy <laughs> Star, Star Trek. Trek Enterprise look right here? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, okay, uh, back to uh, the final, final question. By the way, of those themes, the six and a half, seven point yeah. favorites, did we go through that? Yeah, we, we did. We, oh yeah, we, yes, couple yes, we did. Couple landed on All Dallas, right. and then the, I
4: apologize, Mikey, for throwing you
3: in the affirmative action group. I me. thought sorry. I was more offended by the fat group than the affirmative action. That's group. what I'm talking about. I, no, I, affirmative action for fat people. That's yeah, I don't. Mean.
2: I don't consider myself fat. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Finally, if we lived in a bizarre world, we had to pick a spread. We had to bet a spread. Had to play each and every one of these games on the side, except for one. One game you want no part of. You wouldn't oh. even bet it with Wishnev's money what would that game
5: be will oh man i got a list of them i'll land here on new orleans and carolina you guys can have that one i got no interest dad uh
4: i don't like a lot of these games i don't want any part of
3: the bears and the giants two horrendous teams mikey i don't want any part of this steelers browns monday night game i mean yeah, I think one thing we haven't really talked about this year is how did Mike Tomlin win seven games with this it's team? Amazing. This is an awful... It's an organization awful. thing. It's but the opposite I'm just of saying, the that's, that's amazing when you look at this roster, how bad they are and how bad Ben is that they won seven games. It, 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 it's... Dumbfounding to me. And by the way, it's not Ben. It's the offensive
4: line. Poor Najee Harris got hung out to dry because we can't block for the pass. We can't block for the run. It's our offensive line. If we had a decent offensive
3: line, Ben would not be that bad. Some of this is on him, Todd. Some of it. On Najee Harris. You know, he's, he's oh. too up and down. He's, he You know, he needs a big hold like they opened for him. And he needs Tuscaloosa. to put foot in the ground. Yeah, that's exactly right, Will. <laughs> he needs
2: to put foot in the ground. That's right. Will Hill
3: with a Let great point. Let me tell point. you something.
4: You put Najee Harris on Tennessee or Indy Colts, he runs for as much as these guys, Jonathan Taylor and all these other idiots. Trust me, Najee uh, Harris is a
2: star if you gave him some holes. <laughs> no, not quite as much as Jonathan Taylor. Flea flicker, Howell up the top, touchdown, Oh, he's over. He's getting there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Boy, Mike, the overs and the bowls have been fantastic. Every bowl game goes over.
3: Notice something in these bowl games, Todd, if you're betting live. I, I wouldn't push the fourth quarter betting line because these teams are like taking nine minutes off the clock to end games against bad teams, and they're just totally draining.
4: No, you have to do it late no. first quarter, early second quarter when you realize the scoring. In fact, some of them I did them just first half totals over.
3: There's but some you're, good, you're right. There's some good spots with like 11 minutes left if it's like the end game is more than seven and a
2: half to go under
3: in these spots. Yeah, but you have to yeah. be careful. Yeah. You have to be
2: careful. <laughs> 32 to 19. Carolina deciding to, uh, what are they going to do, down 13? Just kidding. They're
4: going for two to cut to to 11. Because they think
2: surely there won't be that
3: many more scores in the game and they're down two possessions.
2: (laughs) Um, This game ain't over. He got it. Oh, thank you, Todd. Todd, you know we're three seconds
3: by the pitch. He pitched the ball. He's got the corner he's in. There you go. <laughs> now he's. They're in. kicking off in Pittsburgh. They're already kicking 21. off at Todd's TV. I
4: once, <laughs> by the way, a great story on that. One time, I had I had a cable set up at my house with DirecTV on a different TV, and me and my friend are watching the Pitt Syracuse game. And I said to him, "I'll bet you three hundred to one they block the extra point." And and of course they did balk the extra point. And my friend thought, "Oh my god!" And then I did it again later in the later in the in the game. And I kept making these predictions. And he was like, he didn't understand how I was doing it every time. I'm like ten <laughs> seconds ahead of him. He couldn't because I had a there was a little TV that was on cable that he didn't see, and he's watching the direct TV. He thought I was
3: like some kind of Nostradamus. It was what, hysterical. What were you doing hanging out with Jeff George? Yeah, <laughs> with no, Jeff George.
2: It's like past posting you on a series yeah. seven. Uh, by the way, you're correct. That's the game I want no part of. Pittsburgh and Cleveland, none whatsoever. And wouldn't it be just on brand for Pittsburgh to win that game, just like you said? Like every it could happen it's because crazy. he cannot have a losing year.
3: Tom will we
4: will not do it. Just so you know, guys, I've been to two Steeler games. Both games came down to the end. It was the Bears game and the Seattle game. Both games went all the way to to the buzzer. So this one will probably go to the buzzer as well. You picked the right two games to go to, Todd. I'll give you that. The the best. Well, I not- can only go. I can only go to standalone games, you know, like yeah, so Monday night betting. football or something. Because if yeah, you betting, yeah. Because I agree how, how could how could anyone go to a game when there's eight games going on? It's it's, it's insanity. I, agree. I don't even understand the concept.
2: I agree completely. I'm like, I'd I'd love to go to a standalone game, but these other ones. They'll, they'll,
4: oh no! Know. People offer yeah. me to go all the time to yeah. Sunday afternoon. I'm like, Sunday afternoon? There's seven other games on.
2: What are you crazy? My favorite Todd Wishnev in the house experience is not only his stories of college basketball games here in town during Thanksgiving weekend, but the uh, the the Pirates game you went. Was it a Pirates game? What White Sox game did you attend? Pirates White Sox Pirates, this year. White, White, Pirates Sox. White Sox? I
4: was in the front row and talking to the Todd is. <laughs> I got Tim Anderson to
2: yell at me. Todd is behind the <laughs> dugout. And he's waving runners. And it's on ESPN. I'm like, that's fucking Wistav right there. That's Tim
4: insane. Anderson yeah. Tim Anderson hits a ball off the right field wall and ends up with a single. Yeah. Like something Albert Pujols would do. And I am screaming at the top of my lungs, Timmy, you know you should have been on second. By the time he gets around to third, he's like cursing back at me, which is hysterical <laughs> because you never get these guys to react back to. He was so bad at me. Didn't
2: one of the players ask you, one of the pirates oh, asked yeah, you? Oh, yeah, Tyler
4: Anderson. Because I'm literally sitting Sitting on the front row behind the dugout, I'm literally ten feet from the pirates because they're all standing on the front of the dugout. And Tyler Anderson, because I'm talking about my over, he goes, "Well, what bets do you have?" Tyler Anderson's <laughs> asking me, Ben Gamble. they're all asking me what I have. How much did you bet on the over? How much did you bet on the under? They, it was it was absolutely are they asking
2: you with amusement, or they're genuinely interested in like learning, or what are they? What are they just like? What no, the they, they they were
4: because I was talking about it the whole game with uh, my loudness, with your and loudness. they were and so they turn they turn around and they're like, well. So what do you have? Like, I don't understand. Do you have the over? Like, he's asking me, because I had team totals on on them over. But, by the way, I went to the Pitt-Jacksonville game. Huge crowd. Huge. Probably 500 people there. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> and I was screaming my head off for that one, too. By the way, if you ever thought about trying to get the in-games prior to, you know, if you're at the game, you can't really beat them. That, that's, I don't know how, and maybe you would know the answer to this, Gil, because it's a very interesting uh, question. How do the, the books get the in-game information as if they were at the game
2: they have a, they have because a, they have a feed they're getting a feed service somebody's there there's they've a, right. what is that service, service. that's yeah. what i'm asking you yeah the, what is that service i know a person <laughs> that's, a, that's all you need to say i know a person yes, yes. person i know that person that
3: person that is able to at a certain baseball park in Southern California that, that rhymes right, with right. fet
2: faux f- smeald
3: uh, where they where they were where they were gonna play the, the holiday bowl yes um, <laughs> that that claims that you can get these live bets in a pitch ahead, and he's able to win. I've as noticed. The that I don't think over. you
2: typically you, you have typically typically before the inning for, starts. First pitch of an inning. Yes.
3: Yes.
4: Yes. It's very it's very difficult. They're they're on it really but really I'm tight. Just, I'm yeah. Just yeah. as an yeah. aside about something no, I can't. I, say. I understand. I'm I'm saying well I that that's the reason I brought <laughs> I that up is because when you're at the game and you see these lines constantly change, especially in basketball, you know, on three pointers oh. and stuff, you would oh. think oh you could you know you you see the three go in you. The problem is the thing circles on most most uh, betting places. They circle for two or three seconds, and you can't get it. Spin. But it, it's very interesting. Yeah, the spin, yeah. Mm-hmm. the spin. By the way, you know so- what you can do is you you could be on Twitter right before these college
5: bowl games, and sometimes the NFL games kick off, and you could just Twitter search whatever team name, you know, South Carolina coin toss, and you just keep hitting refresh, and sometimes you'll get a result of who's receiving the kickoff, and you can get bet the first quarter, first yeah. half before they update yeah. it. Sometimes. Oh, so that's good. Yeah, that is actually, I
4: know people. I know Some people who win. are all over that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually do that one, but I know a lot of people who do that one.
2: But is, it, is it good for North Carolina if they give up eight yards every first down? Is that a good strategy? To- well, that's
4: why that's yeah. why I bet South Carolina in-game in this game. If you yeah. can't stop the run in a bowl game, you're going to have a hard time.
2: All right. They should just Max, coaching time. Max
3: coaching him.
4: up. <laughs> Max coaching him up. Max, <laughs> Max it does the, He doesn't want mayonnaise. That's yeah, all. He does He's not. more of a light mayonnaise
2: He's guy. Disgusting. He's a light mayonnaise guy. Absolutely <laughs> guy. disgusting. Gentlemen, thank you. Will, appreciate it, man. I uh, really appreciate you doing double duty today. Anytime, guys. Appreciate
5: it. I'd be happy to come on again. Thank you. A friend texted nice me. You, they Will. said,
3: who's the guest today? I said, it's the Will Hill. They said, ah, the poor man's Josh Applebaum. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. At, at not, that's at, that's worse than
4: me calling Mikey,
2: that's worse than me calling you fat. It that's is. Horrible. It's really
3: below the belt. I okay. agree with that. I apologize. No, no, it's
2: nothing It's I, nothing against Josh. It's just Will is Will. No, I am against Josh, but I'm, oh, okay. I am. At <laughs> not the Will Hill, <laughs> T-H-E-E on Twitter. Mikey, what at happened? Last
4: Will. week you, at the end of the show, you, you did I, this I want beautiful thing yeah. about oh, goodwill I'm toward close. men, I want and now close. you're against yeah.
3: Applebaum. I'm not against Applebaum. I just don't like where you have 12 theories and one of them is going to come in in a game and you say, see? Uh, <laughs> but what about goodwill towards me? I'm going to what give goodwill to here to close the show. Oh, I'm going to oh, give okay. some goodwill. And, you know, it, you know, I I lost my dad in 2007, May 30th. And there's not a day that goes by I don't think about him. And the fact that he never got to see my children and, and that, and I miss him tremendously. Everything that I get, my love of sports and entertaining and comedy comes through him. And I often, I often think in a time like this for you about Robert Frost and how he concluded his poem, Reluctance. And when to the heart of man was it ever less than a treason to go with the flow of things, to yield with a grace to reason, to bow and accept the end of a love or a season. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, my friend.
2: Thank you, Mike. Thank you very much. Uh, I will not be here next week uh, because right at the moment that we record the podcast, uh, we will be having the burial service. So, Mikey and Todd will do the show. You guys will have your guests. I appreciate that. Uh, I am honored that you would do that. So, there will be a week 18 megapod with those guys, with you guys. Completely
4: I new format. Com-
2: <laughs> apparently, with a completely new <laughs> format. I can't control that.
3: Also, uh, we'll Gil, a lot- Yes. Also, Gil's 0 3 in his picks because he can't submit anything. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'll have to. You I can't have to get, send them in. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to like be in the frame of mind to give him to you that day, yeah. so I'll have to give him to you a couple days before. Yeah.
4: Well, Gilly, it's like a bowl game, you know, when they put in one of these co- coaches like Stoops who comes out of nowhere, you know, <laughs> to do the last game. It's yeah. the same idea. You know, you bring in Todd Wishnev and Mikey Palm to run the last one. Josh Applebaum.
2: <laughs> won't, won't be the guest. <laughs> I will be back for the uh, wild card round. Thank you all for listening. Good luck with all your bets. Week 17 in the National Football League.